On this episode of Blue 58, it's time for what we've all been waiting for. A real football game is on the horizon. Let's dig in. Blue 58! Hello and welcome to episode 99 of Blue 58, the one and only podcast of thepowersweep.com. I am your host, John Muirdink. Excited to be with you here to preview a real, actual football game. One of the things I think we've done really well at the Power Sweep is preview games. I think we give you insight that you're not really going to find anywhere else. We have a, a habit of digging up a few nuggets that you may not read anywhere else, and I just like the way that we have presented our posts in the past. So the way that we're going to do these previews going through the 2018 season is going to be pretty similar to how we've done things in the, in the past, specifically last year. So we're going to keep basically the same format. We'll do a bit of an intro. We'll give you a few thoughts about the game. We'll look, uh, look at an X factor. We'll look at the last time these two teams played. We'll make a prediction. Then we'll send you off with one final thought before we wrap up. Eventually, I foresee this being something that's going to be a little bit more produced. So there's uh, more incentive to listen to the audio version. There's going to be some uh, additional sound elements, maybe some clips, some audio stuff. Uh, but we are still looking at working out a few of the bugs in the new studio set up here. So that we're not quite there yet, but we'll get there some point during the season. But I do just want to let you know that it's going to be a little less extemporaneous on the previews and a little bit more uh, more produced. So that's what you'll be able to look forward to during the season here. This week is just going to sound a little bit more scripted. We're going to be able to add more of those elements as we go throughout the year. I'm very excited about it. I hope you are too. And hey, we're just one episode away from episode number 100. Thank you very much for sticking with us for all this time so far. So let's dive right in. The Packers and the Bears have the oldest rivalry in the NFL, as we are often told. And every rivalry is given to periods where one team dominates the other. And outside of an eight-game stretch or so, Lovey Smith era, the Packers have more or less dominated the Bears since Ron Wolf came to town in the early 90s. But the winds of change may be blowing. And the reason for that breeze could be because of the changing reality of roster construction in the National Football League. Teams are now empowered more than ever before to spend and spend and spend, which leads to quick turnover on rosters throughout the league. The Ringers' Kevin Clark argued that this phenomenon largely explained the 2017 playoffs. In an extensive article on the new economic realities of the NFL, he broke it down in very simple terms. Quote, It may sound simplistic, but the cap is rising at such a rate and the carryover money is so great that most teams can do anything they want within reason to their roster. Quote, Any team who has, had, uh, has been bad with their salary cap in the past now has a get-out-of-jail-free card, said Jason Fitzgerald, who runs Over the Cap, a salary cap website, and is consulted for NFL teams. Teams, Fitzgerald said, can use the excess cap money to easily get rid of mistakes that they make in free agency and move on to other plans, end quote. The Bears are one of these teams. Coupled with the cap space that comes with a quarterback on a rookie contract, Chicago has leveraged the rising cap to remake their roster in rapid fashion. 
Wide receiver Allen Robinson came over from the Jacksonville Jaguars on a three-year, $42 million deal earlier this spring. Fellow receiver Taylor Gabriel did the same thing, coming up from the Atlanta Falcons for a four-year, $26 million deal. The Bears re-signed Prince Amukamara, their cornerback, for three years and $27 million. Tight end Trey Burton, fresh off his Super Bowl touchdown pass to Nick Foles, signed a four-year, $32 million contract. And after signing an offer sheet with the Packers, cornerback Kyle Fuller returned to the Bears on a four-year deal that featured $18 million guaranteed. Capping it all, though, was the deal that Khalil Mack received from the Bears after they gave up a horde of draft picks to bring him over from the Oakland Raiders. His six-year $140 million contract makes him the highest paid defensive player in league history, and his $90 million in guaranteed money puts him within spitting distance of Aaron Rodgers' $103 million guarantee, something that would previously have been completely unimaginable for a defensive player. Now, this spending spree not only put the Bears squarely on the cutting edge of roster-building trends, it also closes the gap with the Packers. Though they may not have fully caught up yet, this certainly is a different team than the Packers saw a year ago. The Packers, though, made some free agent upgrades of their own. Jimmy Graham, Muhammad Wilkerson, and Tremont Williams all represent upgrades for the Packers. It's fair to wonder who, if any, of those three may have been in Green Bay during the Ted Thompson era, but we're not in the Ted Thompson era anymore. If the Packers do keep an edge over the Bears this season, it could be in part because they're willing to adapt as well. In any case, if there's a new dimension to the league's oldest rivalry— It's because neither participant is willing to let the times just pass them by. Here are five things to think about during this Sunday's game. One, even though the Packers added Darius Jackson to their running back group this week, it's still pretty much just a two-man depth chart. It's not ideal, obviously, but it was basically how things operated last year while Aaron Jones was injured. In the three games Jones missed due to injury last season, Jamal Williams carried 61 times. Expect a big dose of Williams on Sunday while Jones is out due to suspension. Two, though he may not be the primary ball carrier, Ty Montgomery has had plenty of success against the Bears in his NFL career. 302 of his career 744 rushing yards have come against the Bears, including 162 in a single game in 2016. Number three, the Packer, the Bears, excuse me, have plenty to be excited about at the running back position too. Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen are as solid a pair of backs as any team in the league could hope for. And they were both selected relatively close to Packers players in their respective draft classes. Howard was taken with the 150th pick of the 2016 draft, just 13 picks after the Packers took Dean Lowry and 15 before they picked Jamal Williams. Cohen, meanwhile, was taken with the 119th pick in 2017, just 11 picks after the Packers made their ill-fated selection of Vince Beagle, and 13 picks before they chose Trevor Davis. If things had broken just a little bit differently, the backfields for both teams could look a lot different. Number four, this isn't the first time the Bears have added a big defensive piece to their roster during the Aaron Rodgers era in Green Bay. While when Julius Peppers signed with Chicago in 2010, he was a five-time Pro Bowler and two-time All-Pro, better on both counts than Khalil Mack. Peppers, though, didn't get his first sack against the Packers until his fourth game 
including their one playoff matchup, and we know how that one worked out for the Packers. At number five, new Chicago Bears head coach Matt Nagy is another branch on the Andy Reid coaching tree, but his path to his first head coaching gig is actually more similar to that of Mike McCarthy. McCarthy's first coaching job in the NFL was as an offensive quality control coach, which he did with the Kansas City Chiefs before he became their quarterback's coach. He did that job for a year in Green Bay before becoming the offensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints. Then he spent a year as the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers before he became, as we know, the head coach for the Packers. Nagy also started his career as a quality control coach with the Chiefs. He had a couple low-level assistant gigs before that, but this is the first real coaching job that he had. Then he moved up to become the Chiefs quarterback's coach, rising from there to become their offensive coordinator last year before he was hired as the head coach of the Chicago Bears. So who could be the X factor in this game for the Packers? Brian Bulaga is clearly the choice. Before training camp started, nobody would have been surprised at all if Bulaga wasn't even on the active roster for this game, which is taking place, mind you, almost exactly 10 months after he tore his ACL last season. But now he's back up in the lineup a lot earlier than anybody would have reasonably anticipated, and he gets the job of shutting down Khalil Mack. It's an unenviable task, but that's the job, and it could be what makes or breaks the Packers' chances this week. What happened the last time the Packers and the Bears squared off? Everybody knows Brad Hundley was bad last year, but one of his few bright spots was his late-season performance against the Bears. He wasn't spectacular, and he did get some help from a 37-yard touchdown run by Ty Montgomery and five sacks from the Packers' defense, including three by Nick Perry. But Hundley did manage to guide the Packers to a 23-16 win, which was capped off by a beautiful touchdown pass to Devontae Adam that put the Packers up for good. He may be a Seahawk now, but Brett will always have Chicago. So who's going to win? This is the big question, right? As of this recording, the Packers are still seven and a half point favorites over the Bears. And despite their huge addition over cut down weekend, I'm still not convinced the Bears have closed the gap enough. The Bears certainly are much improved over where they were last year, make no mistake, but I don't think they're far enough along in their development to give the Packers much of a scare this weekend, especially considering the Packers made some improvements of their own. I'll pick the Packers to win this week 27-20 to and get their 2018 season off to a perfect start. What could be better than a win over the Bears to start off season number 100? One last thought. Much has rightfully been made of the Bears bringing Khalil Mack in from Oakland. But just getting Aaron Rodgers back from injury should count for something, right? Rodgers has owned the Bears for the last decade, especially over his past 10 games. In that stretch, he has more games with a passer rating of 116 or higher than he does with games below 100. The Packers are 8-2 in that stretch, and that even counts their loss in 2013, where Shea McClellan made his one good play as a bear, breaking Rodgers' collarbone. And as you'll remember, in Rodgers' next game against the Bears, after that collarbone injury, he broke Chicago's heart with that fourth down, fourth quarter touchdown pass to Randall Cobb to put the Packers in the playoffs. That's going to do it for our preview We'll check in with you after the game for episode number 100 of Blue 58, hopefully celebrating 
a Packers win. Blue 58, hit, hit.